Hello, everyone. I am going to try to contain myself because the book is finally here. I've been able to lay my eyeballs on it, and my mind has been spinning. And with me doing podcasting, the first thing I'm thinking for our friend, Attorney Christine, is that she's going to be a part, like deeper part of this needs to be said because this conversation needs to be had. I don't know everything. I know people who know stuff, and she's one of those people, and I've been dying for this to come, and it's here. So taming your student loan dragon is about to happen. So just about everybody, either you have a loan or you know someone with a loan or you took out a loan for your child, this conversation touches everybody. And we all did this to make a better place for ourselves in life, Mm. to give our kids what we didn't have. Whatever it was that got us into that debt that we are now scratching our head over, what's the arrangement to rearrange the payment to when do I stop paying this loan? Well, we're going to begin the conversation today to to even tell you where the problem started. Christine, hello. Thank you so much. Thank you. My my pleasure, Catherine. Always good to be with you, and thank you so much for having me back on the launch of my book, How to Tame the Student Loan Dragon. Yay! Yes, yes. And congratulations. Thank you. Before, before, we, before we jump into the book, because that's just rude. Like, you've been in the kitchen cooking, and I just come over and eat, right? I don't ask you nothing about the process. How was your day? I drink up your wine and eat your food, right? But what was this like for you? Because it's been a little while. I don't know how long you were working on it before you and I talked, it, talked about it even happening um, a couple of years ago. But what was this process like for you, and what is it like now that we're here? Yeah, it's been a long journey. Um, I Uh think the book started before 2018 or right around that time. So uh, this has been about a four-year journey for me in writing Uh the book. And before that was about 10 years in practice, boots on the ground, in the trenches, discharging Uh student loans for my client at a time when I had 30-year veterans telling me that it couldn't be done. Um, Uh I did it. I did it mm-hmm. once, and I've done it over and over again now to the point of, uh, to the tune of about $3 million discharge for my clients. Uh, and now this book is for all those people that I cannot serve all over the country because I'm only licensed mm. in California. This is now my gift to the United States and getting this uh, out to other people that just can't hire me in California because they don't live here. So um, it's, it's a deep dive on all things student loans. Uh, in in all the different aspects, all the different types of loans, different strategies they can use now if they're in debt and if they're not even ready to go to college yet, there's some hope for them too on how to plan uh, and learn what the terms are before they sign those contracts. So it covers all bases here. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. If I had the clap feature right this second, it would be going off. (laughs) Insert the applause. Insert applause, like a a standing ovation. One is a personal accomplishment, and you had to be patient in order to have your personal case studies to know that this stuff works and you understand what we're going through with student loans. So for all of us who have said, and I guess this is my first question to you because now we're going to eat the meal. Look at me. I didn't spend much time on you. But (laughs) the first question is – Let's go. Great. Good. We're gone. Let's go. Let's go. Is, Is it good? Did you have a good day? Good, good, great. So our first thing is we want to do better, you know, for our children than our parents did for us. And maybe it was because our parents couldn't do better, they couldn't afford to do better, um, they didn't have the knowledge to to equip us, whatever our our background is. But 
somehow we want the next generation to be better than we are, and we insert this educational debt. And so we have a history of where this even began. When did this even become so important? Yeah, it's interesting because in the research for the book, I looked back. Like, how did this start, right? So, you know, back, back in the beginning of time, we went, you know, I looked, look up Wikipedia, History of Higher Education in the United States. What's interesting is it started out as a religious type means, um, and it started way back in the colonial era uh, to educate spiritual advisors uh, and, and, and keep the uh, education for the elite and by the elite. It used to be very, very exclusive uh, back in the beginning. And then I think it went into the military at some point because we had the Higher Education Act from 1965, and I think that's when the GI Bill got created. And that, by the way, that was when I was born. Um, <laughs> I popped in on the scene about that year, and uh, higher education. So you're the troublemaker. I, I started it. Actually, I was there from the very beginning. I just didn't pay attention for the first 25 years. And uh, you know, hey, and it's welcome. interesting because it kind of it, it kind of divulged from there, and it went into you know. See, my theory is. You know, there's this whole thing in the Constitution that, that says all men are created equal. Mm. And I think a lot of the constitutional arguments started coming up. And so they had to level the playing field and they had to allow everyone in on education. And mm -hmm. listen, uh, you know, Catherine, we cannot be a great United States, a great leader of the world, a great first world country, and, you know, good stewards of the entire planet without being educated. And that mm. is one of the biggest problems that we have is that education for most people at this point, my opinion, it's overpriced and unattainable. Because, yeah. you know, when the elite go to school, they pay cash. And they don't pay, you know, they might be paying $30,000, $40,000 a year for tuition at an Ivy League school. But if you and I did the same thing, we're not mm. just paying that same tuition no. We're borrowing money to go to school, and we're paying 10, 15, 17% sometimes on the interest rates mm -hmm. for these notes. So now you're borrowing two to three, four hundred thousand dollars for the same education that that person might have paid 120 grand for. It's expensive being poor. Uh, it is very expensive to be poor, exactly, and and we cannot afford debt, and that is one of the biggest problems in how we got to 1.7 trillion dollars, and and it, tuition itself increased at such a rate that our standard of living hasn't changed, your income has not gone up, uh, and, and there's, there's not enough income to cover that debt. And I see so many people struggling with medical degrees, professional degrees, lawyers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not just the average garden variety bachelor's degree problem. Mm -hmm. These are people that are striving for super achievement, and they don't make it to the goal. Mm -hmm. They can't afford to, to do the internships or work for free or sit for the boards or something else goes wrong or a professor gets in the way. I mean, and it's just amazing. As you're talking, I have to, you know, spill the beans and, and let them know that I was one of the first to read the book. But in, the, in the book, you share stories from, you know, clients' names have been changed and, and it's not specific, so you won't figure it out, people. But the point is she has stories in here that let you know that there, you could be a single person, you could be a couple, you could be a single parent. There's any dynamics. You could be a, a couple that has, you know, 
gone through getting – well, not just a couple, but you could have gone to school, gotten your degree. And, and one of your stories, the guy was um, successful for many years, and like maybe 10 years into his career, things went bad. And you still have these loans. Yep. So and life happens. You don't, yeah, yeah. So, you, you, you know, you were doing fine, and it feels like you made the right decision until 10 years later when you're getting paid less for what you were getting paid more for before. So we, we can't, you know, avoid, like, going through things. But what I believe you're sharing with the entire United States at this point is their options. I'm going to tell you something. I thought my mom was being cruel to me. And and maybe she thought she was being cruel to me because um, mm-hmm. she said and she was being mean many years ago. If you want to go to school, you'll pay for it yourself. And I'm thinking, you know, I've done good in school for free, so why wouldn't you want to send me to school, you know? I'm thinking I'm a good investment. But she was like, she didn't have money to put on me to go to school. If I wanted to go bad enough, I'll figure it out. And, you know, it was like it was an argument kind of thing, like, wow, you won't fill out my financial aid. And I did not know that this was a thing. I just had to do it. And the people at the financial aid office, made me feel like, you know, go back home and press your mom some more because making you an independent student, that's not what we do. And I was like, mm-hmm. you all do not understand. My mother, she's still alive, and I'm not being mean if you ask her this. This stuff is factual. But, in yep. fact, my mom was helping me because I became an independent student. That's Any right. debt I do have, it is on me. It doesn't that's hinder her. And maybe that's what she was looking at and protecting because – also in your book, there's a kid who wasn't really that interested in school, and now his parents are in a, in a pickle. So, yep. you know, maybe that's what she was thinking, and it felt cruel. But then talking with my friend, Attorney Christine, I realized sometimes there's opportunity in that student being poor. Sometimes. And it doesn't have to. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So we have when you get that mm-hmm. no. Yeah, sometimes when you get that no. It's negative motivation, right? Mm-hmm, and my parents mm-hmm. never funded my college education. As a matter of fact, Catherine, they were claiming me on their taxes for years after I moved out. What does that do? When I go to the student loans, <laughs> when I go to college and I want to borrow money for my student loans and they want my parents' education, financial information yes. to and show whether or not I'm poor on paper and they're going right. to deny me. Do you know what my parents did? They, the, 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 the graduating semester, okay, I was graduating in 1989, you know, early, late 1900s. And um, it was my graduating you. semester when I finally got $900 in free grant money. $900 in free grant money. And that was uh-huh. it. The rest of it was his student loans. Because when you cut your children off and stop claiming them when they turn 18, parents, it's the best gift you can give them so that they can get free money to go to college when they look poor on paper. Mm-hmm. Period. And, you know? I and that's what, what parents do. They don't realize what they're doing is sabotaging their children. But the other thing is, I agree with your mom. I'm, I, you know, I hate to admit it, but yeah, I, mean, you know, it was I agree cold. with your mom. I until, think that was the best thing she did for you, honey. I think that well, was the best until thing Until I talked to you, listen how long you, you yeah. healed me. Thank you, Christine. Because I, I carried that for years. I mean, many degrees later, but I'm like, you know, this lady wouldn't even pay for me to get a, a certificate, you know. But talking with you, it made the best sense. And to be honest with you, well, there was an irony in it because when my child wanted to go to college, my mom – um, I think this child came back through my mom, honestly. And I was like, well, I'm going to give him the, I, the wisdom my mom gave me. You go as an independent student. Guess whose mom called to say, you should fill out the paperwork for him to go to college? My mom. 
So oh. that was, that's what made me think she was doing it to be, you know, be mean. But the honest, the thing is you don't know from time to time um, what will be the best route. However, that is never the best route. So you, you look at yes. these things, you know, and, and it was powerful, mind-blowing, and, and ironic at the same time. So thank you for letting me let my mom off the hook many hundreds of years later that she really wasn't setting me up for failure. It really made me put me in a better position and, and more than I know, because all of us are filling out that FAFSA, and we don't know what we're doing. We're filling it out, and we're, we're trying to do the free stuff, and it may have backfired. You have to talk with an attorney. You have to talk with someone who can advise you, and you have to pick up Christine's book. I'm endorsing it, I am, because you need something that's going to be a resource for you, shameless. This book, this, and we're going to wrap up for this time because we've got to come back a whole bunch of times because in yes. her book, she's – and we didn't even scratch the surface. We just talked about the book being here, so we got to come right back. Um, but this book helps you because each one of my children chose a different path. Someone wants an associate degree, someone wants a certificate, and always weighing what's going to be the best option. And yes, we got so many things out here carrying them on your taxes for medical and and for school. You have to really sit down and think about what's the best best strategy. And I'm speaking to my this needs to be said audience specifically because. We've talked about wills and planning an estate on this show, and many of us say we don't have anything. That's the problem. We don't realize what we have. You have so much value in having the knowledge of how to guide your children to getting a better path for themselves. So we're going we're gonna to un- unpack this thing. You're going to have the book. You're going to you know, be able to ask questions, connect with Christine. And we're gonna, I'm going to wrap up right here. I'm not even going to ask you to tell them nothing else because we've got to come right back. Just tell them how to it. get in touch with you outside of this discussion. Christine Kingston, I am at Surf City Lawyers here in Huntington Beach, California, Catherine. The website is www.surfcitylawyers.com. You can reach us by telephone at 714-533-9210. We always provide complimentary consultations for all prospective clients in California. Thank you. All right, sorry. Thank you for tuning in to This Needs to be Said. I hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Send me your comments and show ideas through the website at tntbsmedia.com. I'd love to hear from you.